Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Dan? Good. Dan Denley here, GuitarZoom.com, Steve Stein, partner in crime, um, chief guitarist in residence, going to teach you how to do, let's see, what are you going to teach him? How to solo over a blues chord. Tips to solo over each blues chord and give your blues solos direction. If you want to learn that, keep watching. If you want to learn it even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com and get Steve's new course, Blues Licks by Steve Stein. Great title there, Steve. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Very straight to the point. Very creative. Yeah. I like it. All right, so tell us how to do this. We're going to well, be essentially what? What are we doing? Okay, so again, when we solo a lot of times, all we're really thinking about is scale positions or boxes that we've learned how to play. And we move around, and what happens is oftentimes the solos don't really have much direction. So a really good thing to learn how to do is to start visualizing and thinking about the notes that actually make up each chord and try and emphasize those notes. So let's say, for instance, you were playing an A7, a dominant seven chord, which is comprised of a root, major third, fifth, dominant seventh or minor seventh, and then the root, and then, of course, the octave of those. So if you watch this, those notes that I'm playing right now are kind of the notes that I would want to try and target within the context of my solo. So, and, and to make this even easier, if you thought about it, if you just visualize this chord itself and the notes that I'm playing, just, mm-hmm. if you didn't even know anything about your theory and you were just looking at this, you could just visualize that chord shape and try and emphasize some of those notes. Now, what does emphasize mean? That means when you're playing, you try and target something that has to do with that chord itself. So how do you know which notes to target? You're looking at the notes of the chord. So you have one of two choices. Either you're visualizing the chord itself, and then you're visualizing the scale that you're playing, and you make that connection. You see the notes that make up the chord. If you know your theory, then you start visualizing the notes of the chord. So notice I'm playing the root, the major third, the fifth, again, the dominant or minor seventh, and then it starts all over, root, third, fifth, seventh, root, and then third. So as I'm playing, those become the notes that I'm trying to kind of target in my solo. Instead of just landing on everything, I always tell people, if, you, if you're landing on everything or emphasizing everything, you're emphasizing nothing because there's mm-hmm. nothing that stands out. So the trick is to try and land on something or emphasize something that is part of that chord. And then when the four chord comes up, like 12-bar blues is usually based off a 1-4-5 chord progression. When the four chord comes up, try and emphasize something of that chord instead of, again, just the same notes of the pentatonic over and over and over. So if we think about it, if that A chord's being played, and I start trying to emphasize some notes from that chord, Mm -hmm. 
And then the D chord comes up, but we'll play D7 here. Then I start looking at D7 thinking, okay, same thing. Either I'm just visualizing the scale or the chord shape. If I don't know anything about my theory, I can see I'm playing five, seven, five, seven, five. So any of those notes would become valid notes to try and target in my motions. While that chord is being played. Right. So if, okay. I, if I put the two together, if you think about it, if, if A was being played, and just kind of imagine that in your head, because I'll, I'll show you what I mean here, you'll be able to hear it in my playing. And then here comes the D. See, that's the D right there. You can hear the sound of that D chord. So instead of just landing on anything at any time, I start thinking, okay, here comes A, so what's a note that I want to try and target? Okay, here comes the D, what's another note that I'd want to try and target? And it could be just as subtle as that. If you think about it, when I'm playing this A7, it's got this note right here in there, which is the C sharp. And when I go to the D, it's got the C. Got so it. that becomes a really pivotal note right there that over the A chord, if I emphasize that C-sharp sound, and then when the D comes up, I might play pentatonic, but I go to the note C, and it's going to sound really cool over that chord. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, I think. So... <clears throat> If I understand what you're doing, we're in a blues context, which means that we have uh, one chord in the key of A right now. Yep, A7. Right? So we got A7. We got a D7. Or a A7, a C7, a D... A7, a D7, and E7. Okay. Just give us kind of like some context of... A, a, like, if, let's say if someone's not really familiar with 12-bar blues, right? Mm -hmm. the, the chords... When we're talking about chasing these chords, the rhythm section is doing something, which is what? Well, the rhythm section would be playing an A7. D7 and E7. And that okay. seventh is what's making each chord sound more blues than just happy. Right. So if you think about that playing, and I'm and again, I can use my licks, all those sorts of things. But what I'm trying to do is give my movements direction. So instead of just going, which doesn't sound like anything, you're just <laughs> playing everything, right? Right. You have to start thinking about your phrasing, like where do you want to go? If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. 
And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. At the Mm -hmm. end of a sentence or at the end of a phrase. And the trick is to go to something that is compatible with the chord that's being played. So if we're on the A7 chord, as you move... D in my head, so that I'm thinking about going to something, here I hear A again, here comes that E chord, so now i got to think about something to do over the E, D, there's my A, so I'm kind of outlining each chord as they come across, and the thing about this is, it takes a little while to get used to, but you have to understand that you're either coming from a place of music theory knowledge where you know your music theory or you're not. And either way, you can make this work. If you know your music theory, you start thinking about, well, what are the notes of the chords that I'm playing? Well, it'd be root, third, fifth, and seventh, right? And if you know your theory, you know that really it's the, the major third and the seventh that are really crucial to the sound of that chord because the major third makes it sound major and not minor. And the minor seventh, or dominant seventh, if you will, is the one that makes it sound bluesy. If I played major seventh, it'd sound like jazz, right? If you don't know anything about that kind of stuff, it's no big deal. You can just visualize. I shouldn't say it's no big deal. Obviously, at some point, you might want to learn that. But you don't have to use that to, to, to do what I'm talking about right now. You can simply visualize your chord shapes in a position on the guitar. I can see A7 sitting here. I can see D7. And I can see E7. And what I have to learn to do is kind of see these in 3D form. On the bottom, I see the pentatonic scale or the blue scale or whatever it is I'm visualizing. And then kind of hovering over the top are the notes of the chord that's being played. And so I look at these two at the same time, kind of in 3D form. I look at them both at the same time and go, well, what, like the notes of this highlight on the, the scale below. And I visualize those two and think, okay, so that gives me an idea of the notes that I want to try and emphasize with my movements, my licks, all that kind of stuff. The notes of the chord is what you're emphasizing. What's that? The notes of the chord is what you're emphasizing? Absolutely. Okay. Where I'm kind of fuzzy is, okay, I get it on the A7, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're thinking A7 notes. Mm-hmm. And then are you, when you say you're like you're bringing these two kind of planes together, you're also re- visualizing the A minor pentatonic. Yeah. With that A7? Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay and then when you move to the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, when you move to the D7, yep. you're thinking the notes of the D7, but what scale are you thinking about? A minor, a, a minor pentatonic. A, we go st- other places, but this conversation isn't about that. So I'm just visualizing A minor pentatonic, so I'm just seeing this. But I'm visualizing this chord. And of course, as Got you visualize it. that chord, you're going to notice that there are some notes that stick out like when I play this D7 chord, you're gonna notice that this note right here where my pinky is, is the seventh fret of the second string. Well, that doesn't exist in the A minor pentatonic. Ah. So that note becomes really, really important to emphasize over the D. Now and I get it. The misconception is, is people see that and go, oh, okay, so I can play that note all the time over everything. I suppose you can, 
But where it's going to make the biggest difference is over that D chord because you're going to be able to make a connection to that particular chord, the D7 chord, that you couldn't do over the A chord. And only when that D7 is being played right. is it appropriate to play that. I mean, again, you could gonna, play it anytime you, you want, it. but it's going to sound really cool. Like if I was playing over the A and I'm doing this, and here comes D and I go, see that note all yeah. of a sudden carries a lot of weight and a lot of color because it's different at that time. If I'd been playing it the whole time, again, if you play everything, nothing has value, right? Mm -hmm. If all if you're yeah. playing all the notes, nothing stands out. So if I if I kind of think about well, what are some notes that I want to try and save for certain times in my solo? That's a really good way of approaching that. Mm -hmm. well, there's again, not all the notes are are unusual or different. I mean, some of the notes are just straight out of the pentatonic, and they still sound great. But it's those little hidden gems that you find, like when I do A seven. You'll notice that this note right here, which is the major third, isn't part of the pentatonic. Yep. So I add it in, and it sounds really bluesy. And if I do that over the A chord, it's going to sound really cool. Well, here comes the D. So then I start thinking about like that note right there that we just talked about. So I'm here right now, and I know the D chord is coming. So I go. But over this D, it's going to sound super cool. Perfect. And then the E chord, all I really have to do is think about everything I'm doing over D and move it up a whole step to E. Okay, and again. Either you're just visualizing the chord, okay, or you know your theory, and you can see all your notes. Again, either way is perfectly fine, but a really way to, easy way to approach this is just think kind of a parallel idea. Like when it goes to E, maybe I just, if I, when I was on D, I was kind of emphasizing these two notes, because they're, they're part of that chord. So when I go to E, a really easy thing to do is just move up and emphasize nice. those, and then D, and then A. And you That's can hear, so cool. You can hear the outline of those chords as I play. I love it, dude. Yeah, it's neat. And um, you call that chord chasing? Yeah, chord chasing. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of players that play like that kind of predominantly, I would think. Right, because well, you don't really have to be a theory nerd and know all your scales. You just kind of follow the outline of the That's the, the thing is that some people view their fretboard from a theoretical standpoint of arpeggios. Like there's a lot of players that just view a lot. Well, I shouldn't say just, but they view theory and arpeggios across their fretboard. And then there's other players that just kind of view the chord shapes that they're playing and then play off of those chord shapes. And the, where mm -hmm. I first started learning this was back in the days of um, like Southern Rock, where they wouldn't just play in one key. Like they'd be visualizing a chord. And they would play over each chord. So they were changing keys all the time, but you didn't yep. think of it that way. That's where I first started kind of learning about this was from a visual perspective long before I knew my theory and things like that. Super cool. Yeah. Very cool, dude. So guys, look, if you uh, enjoyed this video, if you like this idea of chord chasing, um, specifically with blues,
Steve's going to teach you all about that in his new course, Blues Licks. You can learn all about that at blues uh, at guitarzoom.com and just search Blues Licks. It's there for you. I should also mention uh, we have a couple other resources for you that you might want to consider since we did talk about theory. Uh, one of the best selling courses we've ever produced was as um, Ultimate Fretboard Connection. Is that right? Ultimate Fretboard Connection? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Fretboard Connection. Uh, super popular, tons of reviews, people love it. It's basically understanding how the diatonic and pentatonic scales relate and how the whole fretboard fits together and how everything connects. Uh, that's Ultimate Fretboard Connection. Also, Steve, I was thinking about your music theory masterclass, mm -hmm. which is a big course uh, for people that are serious about really learning theory from the ground up. That's a great resource for you also at guitarzoom.com. Uh, the Bluesix course is available um, either now or will be very soon. And so uh, if you're into that and everything we just talked about, I would check that resource out. Either way, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And thank you for being here, Steve. Appreciate it, my man. Yeah. Hope you guys care. got value out of it. Please share it, like it. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, get these two pitches ringing out at the same time. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick that 15, that second string again, and I'm going to bring it back down so it sounds like this. And then I'm going to do that pull off again like I did here on that basic bend. And then I'm dropping down to the 14th fret, which again is an A or Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to guitarzoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.